Over 70 years, Meals on Wheels have delivered millions of meals. Meals on Wheels. Great food, great people. 5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. 26 to 12 on 5AA. It's time for our state. We do this every Monday morning at this uh, time. And uh, in the studio with me uh, at the moment, Lisa Slade, Assistant Director at the Art Gallery of uh, South Australia, and Lee Ropp, who is Curator of Contemporary Art at the uh, Art Gallery. Ladies, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Matthew. Lovely to be here. Tell me a little bit about what's going on there, because I understand the the premise of our discussion today, new year, new work. So, Lisa, there's been a, a changeover in terms of what is on display. Absolutely. And I guess for a bit of context, Matthew, with the collection that is around the 50,000 work marks, about 47,000 and counting at the moment, it means that there's quite a lot of, you know, pressure and opportunity to rotate the works on display. And so we seized that opportunity late Mm. last year. And Lee will talk a little bit more in detail about what's happening in Gallery 16. But really, we have this fresh display, which brings together newly acquired works of art alongside some iconic works from the collection that I reckon your listeners will know and love. Okay. And really, the new year for us is a chance to think afresh about this incredible collection that's owned by the state state of South Australia and to think about a way of kind of working. If you've been into the gallery recently, you'll know that we don't kind of work in an old-fashioned museum way. We work in a way where we like to kind of have conversations between works of art. So you might step into a gallery and experience a work that's from potentially the 15th century, from a European art tradition. That might be not far from a work of art that's from our First Nations collection, which might even be near a work that's, say, a moving image work of art, an example of video art. Mm. And for us, that way of working across time means that we can have all of these really hopefully relevant kind of conversations with our audiences okay all right there's there's a bit in that to unpack itself (laughs) but um just even the first point i mean talking about the galleries and gallery 16 i wouldn't have thought there were that many to start with oh it keeps going yeah what number almost twice as many actually is that yeah Yeah. we we go up to gallery 25 really so yeah we have 25 discrete galleries and that doesn't include in fact the beautiful space that you encounter when you enter from North Terrace yeah. called the Vestibule or some of the other spaces where we display art. But there are 25 numbered galleries okay. at the Art Gallery of South Australia. Can I say that the collection's so large that we could double that and still have plenty of work to really? display? Absolutely. We only show about 3% of the collection. I was going to ask, what percentage? About yeah. 3% at any given time, which is why there's a lot of, I would say there's a lot of pressure on us to rotate the collection. Yeah. We also share the collection. So if you go to Parliament House, to the Supreme Court, to some of the government offices, you'll also see works from the Art Gallery's collection in those spaces. And we do touring shows, of course. Okay, fantastic. Lisa, let's uh, have a chat about the new year and new work on display. And in the Melrose Wing, uh, there's a display called Metamorphosis, What's that about? Well, um, as Lisa was saying, you know, it gives us a great opportunity to bring together major new acquisitions for the collection and also put them alongside some of our most loved historic works. So, uh, with, uh, with the new year, we thought that we would, we, we had the opportunity to repaint the galleries mm. and, uh, and it's actually, uh, we, we're already ahead of the game and it's painted, uh, peach fuzz, which is this wonderful, uh, fresh peach color, which has a, you know, it's almost like the edge of sun 
sunset. Right. Uh, and so it's got this wonderful sort of warm summer afternoon feel, um, which also happens to be the 2024 Pantone Colour of the Year, but we'd already uh, put that up. And so, okay. uh, so you know, in keeping with the zeitgeist, um, you know, everything is led by the works in our collection and driven by, mm. you know, the Art Gallery of South Australia has one of the most astounding collections and one of the greatest collections of British art outside mm. of England, actually. Really? Mm. Um, and so this gave us an opportunity to put together works by J.W. Waterhouse, Circe and Vidiosa from 1892, which is one of one of the most loved and favourite works in the collection. He was a, a, a British neo-romantic and it features the, um, I, I guess sometimes she's called the first witch in um, Western uh, mm-hmm. painting and literature, uh, Circe, uh, and she's poisoning, she's uh, pouring water into, into the water and at her feet there's this sort of um, bubbling and uh, you can see these sort of serpentine tails emerging and it's as she's poisoning the water where Scylla, the sea monster, bathes and she's turning her from a beautiful nymph into a terrifying sea monster. So metamorphosis, you know, it off, uh, that in a broader sense mm-hmm. connects us to Greek mythology, to Ovid's metamorphosis, but also to some of the sort of journeys and trials in uh, that artists com- continuously return to in uh, Homer's Odyssey as well. And yeah, so yeah. we find that even contemporary artists are still deeply engaged mm-hmm. in mythology and so um, we wanted to also show a work, a brand new, astounding masterpiece mm-hmm. by uh, British artist Chris O'Feely, which was just painted last year. And what the gallery has been incredible at, at every turn over the, you know, over its uh, 140 plus years of operation is that that um, we've been able to buy works at the time that they're made which means we're keeping uh in keeping with artists as they're as they're making yeah. making those works and so uh that was true of you know it wasn't very long after that was painted jw waterhouse that that came and was very controversial when mm. it first came into the gallery's collection does it make it cheaper to buy them First up, essentially. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. And it means that you're also, you, we're, we are a leader in that space. And so, for example, with Chris O'Feely buying this new work, which is called The Swing, and it's based also on another art mm-hmm. historical work, a Rococo work by Fragonard called The Swing, which features a, a, a female figure, you know, sort of um, swinging through the air from a branch and below her is her suitor. And Chris O'Feely, who is a black British artist, grew up in Manchester but lives in Trinidad and Tobago and very famous British artist who um, became well known for his uh, his uh, paintings in the uh, early mid 2000s and represented Britain at the Venice Biennale and won the Turner Prize mm. and you know one of he really is one of the most important living British artists mm. today and so for us to be able to buy one the same year it was shown uh, same year it was made 2023 part of his seven deadly sins uh, and it was on display in London uh, and then it came directly here and went straight up on the wall at the Art Gallery of South Australia. So that we're able to do those things Mm. is also because of our incredible um, private philanthropy and major benefactors and supporters. Okay. And I think your point about does it make it cheaper is a really interesting point. I mean, it kind of sounds a bit like, well, you know, let's talk about the value of art, yeah. but let's talk about the value and the importance of building a collection for the state. Getting in early is really pivotal, and mm. that's why our curators, it's so critical for them to have their fingers on the pulse, to be seeing contemporary art, to be seeing art that's being made now, yeah. and where possible to be making 
strategic acquisitions. At the same time, though, it's also really important for us to make sure that we have a fulsome encyclopedic approach. Yeah. So we're still acquiring historic art, of course, and Lee just mentioned the importance of philanthropy, and that's where philanthropy yeah. is really critical because otherwise very important works that are now beyond most budgets become possible in South Australia due to philanthropic support. Well, funny you should raise that because yesterday I had a chat here on 5AA with Rana Davenport, your director of the gallery, on the passing of uh, Max Carter, who who knew this this man was doing this. Yeah. Um, obviously wealthy, his father owned uh, Austral Steel. Um, Max has died at the age of 98, but uh, over his life he donated... What, thousands? Absolutely. Max was not a showy individual, which yeah. is why you didn't know of his name until yesterday, Matthew, and he understood the power of giving. You know, he understood that to give is much more powerful than to receive, and it has been over decades that he has helped us to strategically develop the collection. So working really closely with curators but also directors to ensure that works that otherwise would be off the table for Adelaide have actually been brought to Adelaide. So our Gallery One is actually named in honour of Max, the yeah. MJM Carter Gallery. And then if, if visitors come in and peruse the credit lines of works across the collection, particularly the Australian and the Asian collections, they'll see a reference to Max, a really very, very recent support for a pair of very beautiful Japanese screens that were made in Kyoto at the end of the 19th century, mm. currently on display in Gallery 21, and they carry Max's name in the credit line. So Max really understood that you could, in a way, live forever, you know, even though Max has left this earthly coil, yeah. the this mortal coil, there's mm. a sense to which his giving will continue to live on. There we go. Okay, so uh, just seven decades of uh, donating, and he said uh, it was a joy in seeing a work of art in an art gallery given by oneself or indeed by others has become the most fulfilling area of my life, assisting to enhance the collection for people to enjoy. It's amazing. It is. And he just donated for so long and so much to that. Um, Lisa, I want to ask you about the uh, the 10 acquisitions that have never mm. been seen before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is it now that these items are being put Well, the collection is constantly in development. Yeah. So in a sense, Matthew, if we had a lot of space, we could do this all the time. We could pretty much do it constantly. Yeah. Ten, times <laughs> Ten times over, so truly. Well, the one that I'm super excited about, Lee has just painted a very beautiful picture of the Chris of Philly, the big painting that's uh, called The Swing, and it has this kind of beautiful scintillating dotting that runs across the surface of the oh. painting. It leaps in the space, not physically, you'll be pleased to know, but it leaps, you, the, the eye leaps over to a, a new acquisition by the extraordinary designer Mark Newson. Mm. The Art Gallery of South Australia became very well known in the 1980s because we acquired a very early work of his that's now worth an extraordinary amount. Wow. We acquired a kind of prototype work for his for what's now become his iconic Lockheed Lounge. So we have just acquired a new work. So, you know, 40 years on, we've just acquired another work by this incredible artist. And it is made from cloissonne. Cloissonne, your listeners will know, it's that technique of using enamel where you pull the enamel into metal. Okay. People know it mostly through jewellery. You can find jewellery um, made from cloissonne. But this is an entire chair made 
from a cloissonne. Okay. So the cloissonne are the metal brass bands that the enamel goes into. They're blue with a tiny red spot in the middle. So they create this extraordinary kind of visual vibration. Hmm. The moment I looked at it, the, sh- the form itself is really gorgeous, very kind of modernist, elegant form. The moment I looked at it, I, th- I felt like I was seeing a blue ringed octopus. Really? There is something of the natural world about it because huh. it kind of moves as an optical encounter. The optical is really strong in the display. Lee has included a, a work by the First Nations artist Daniel Boyd, which is a large diptych, which means two panels together, yeah, yeah. and it is covered in this kind of dotting as well. And then, of course, back to the story of philanthropy, there's a wonderful work by Pizarro. People probably don't think about Adelaide as the home of uh, Impressionism, French Impressionism, mm. but we have a wonderful, wonderful work by Camille Pizarro. So important a work. It was supported by the Gwinnett family and also by the foundation that it was requested as the lead loan for a show in, in France. Really? So it travelled back to, to uh, Paris quite recently and it was included in that exhibition and actually became the kind of touchstone image for the exhibition. Yeah, right. Okay, amazing. Lee, when you look at what you need to curate as, as to put in an exhibition, what makes the cut? What, what gets mm. there and what oh, doesn't? That's such a good question. That's a great question. And that's, uh, yeah, I think, um, that's what, that's where, you know, the gallery's signature approach to thematic curating comes in mm. and where we're able to, to do things that are very, uh, sometimes bold, sometimes surprising, sometimes whimsical, but always, you know, anchored by the strengths of the collection and the works that we really want to share with the audience. And so, you know, that's why metamorphosis is such an enduring theme because mm. it's about the idea of change. Um, you know, the body in flux, materials in flux, uh, paint in flux. And so to like coming back to what Lisa was saying about the Camille Pizarro, which is, uh, which is the, uh, a prairie in an 1886 rendering of a meadow in the height of the sun. Um, and you know, the impressionists were really interested in creating an atmosphere and, uh, create transforming paint so that it transmits a feeling, a temperature or a moment of light traversing the landscape. And so, you know, we're able to put something like that with um, and looking at how nature transforms and the idea of transformation. You know, obviously, a butterfly is the perfect sort of metaphor for, for metamorphosis, transforming completely mm-hmm. from yeah. a caterpillar through the chrysalis stage and into a butterfly. And so artists have been really interested in that idea going back to the 18th century. And we have extraordinary still life paintings from, uh, Jan van Os of, uh, you know, ripe fruit and blossoming flowers. And, you know, we're able to, to bring those works together with a really new contemporary work, our first, uh, painting by a Filipino artist, um, by Rodel Tapaya, um, which is called A Fairy's Abode and features this very verdant uh, tropical um, Filipino uh, uh, landscape in a way and, and his sort of magical thinking and folklore in that mm. space. So to be able to traverse countries and ideas and painting yeah. um, to then also include Michael Zavros. Mm. Uh, Liam uh, Fleming. And Liam Fleming. So we just acquired a Liam Fleming, a brand new Liam Fleming work, which is almost the sort of... Made here at the Jam Factory. Made at oh, the wow. Jam Factory. Okay, local. And yeah. part of the... Um, he was uh, last year's... Uh, recipient of the uh, 
Guildhouse Ramsey Fellowship, mid-career yeah. fellowship, to be able to support artists to make ambitious new work. And so yeah. he was able to make these extraordinary mm. glass pieces where he's, you know, fusing um, two two glass uh, sort of containers together and then sort of slumping them so that they feel like they're in a moment of transformation. Mm. So we have that. But then you know, th- thinking about the relationship to the local and to mm. the Australian and making sure that all of our artists are also seen and, you know, in the, as part of this big international discourse yeah. of what is art and what's important and what endures we're able to bring things that were made last year or this year together at the same time as going back to what have we got our oldest one is 3,000 years mm. old and it's an Egyptian figure of um, Horus mm. and uh, it's a That's sort of mother sculpture. and child image mm. Uh, mm. sculpture so we're able to traverse 3,000 years of, um, of, of art and artists through an idea and that's I guess that idea is what mm. thematic curating is and so you'll know that um, the gallery's got a reputation for that and it begins in the gallery 12 as you come into the gallery Mm. through maybe the big columns at the front and but as you cross that threshold Mm. you go into a space which looks at um, uh, the body Uh, the next space looks at the human condition yeah. and has, you know, works from Francis Bacon to Han, um, to Holbein, mm. uh, through to our incredible room by Chiharu Shiota, which was made just for the Art Gallery of South Australia, one of the most important living Japanese artists, yeah. the Room of Red Thread, which is a room of connection, yeah. and um, through to uh, artists thinking about beauty and aesthetics and yeah. love, mm. and now through to this new hang around metamorphosis. So it's the first time in nearly a decade we've been able to uh, transform and change uh, that gallery mm. into a new thematic which is around metamorphosis so mm. that means that we can bring brand new major acquisitions the Chrysophily was supported by the James and Diana Ramsey Fund and if we didn't have that we wouldn't be in a competitive enough position to be mm. able to get those works and I just want to share with you some of the process that around how you um, get those big major yeah. international acquisitions you you kind of have to pitch for them. So we, mm. as a gallery, are amongst a waiting list of 200 other wow. institutions around the world. He only makes 10 paintings um, every five years, and this one's three metres high. Um, and um, But... We, we had to bid for it, uh, in a way. You have to make an argument for why, 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 what can we do that no one else can do? Which is, you know, be able to put it with a JW Waterhouse and a Daniel Boyd with our Aboriginal art collection and our British art collection. We would punch above our weight in doing that though, wouldn't yeah, we? Absolutely. I mean. Yeah. And we're the only gallery in the country, only public gallery who have an example of Chrysophily yeah. in their collection now. And we, we have that in many cases, don't we, Lisa? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Lee mentioned that Lee and Fleming made at the jam. The, the local story mm. is really important. So listeners might get an idea that there's this really strong international thread through the collection, and there certainly is, and the British story is an important one. But also the tethering to the locals is important. In Gallery yeah. 2 at the moment, when you walk in, you see work that's been made in the Barossa, and that's in conversation with work by some of the, the early colonial artists, particularly the sisters, Teresa Walker and Martha Barclay, here in Adelaide mm. in the 1830s and 40s. So there's a the, really, there are so many stories. <laughs> We're just about to launch a big book called AXA 500, which focuses on just 500 
of the works in yeah. the collection, and probably more than 500 stories. We're launching that in February at, at our first Friday program. So, yeah, there's plenty to come and see and do. Yep. We've got our first Friday program, our children's program, and, of course, we're starting to bump in the Adelaide Biennial. I was going to ask, just to, to finish up, the Biennial, it starts, what, 1st of March, I think? It actually opens, yes, on the 1st of March yeah. is the first public day. That is exactly right, and that is something that we have been doing at the Art Gallery now since 1990. Mm. It's the longest-standing survey of contemporary Australian art. Lee and I both had the deep personal and professional honour of curating one each, and it is an opportunity to survey what is happening, what's hot across the country. Come and see the work of 24 Australian artists at the Art Gallery Fantastic. of South Australia. Brilliant. All right. Just to, to wind up, here's a text. I know you'll love this. Somebody, uh, no name on this, saying, I believe we have the best gallery in Australia. Last year, we had the Warhol and Frida That's exhibitions. Right. Uh, are there uh, any special shows for 24? Well, you've been talking about that a fair bit. Yes. Well, after after the biennial, we actually yeah. opened the Brent Harris exhibition and an exhibition called Reimagining the Renaissance, mm. where we managed to look at a lot of our historic treasures. And then Lee is curating an exhibition that opens later in the year, a ticketed show, a major show called Radical Textiles. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Lisa and Lee, uh, thank you for coming in. Lisa Pleasure. Slade, Lee thank Rob, uh, it's been great having you here, part of our state. We do this every Monday, different topics, and uh, uh, the, the art gallery, at the end of the day, we own it all, everything right. in it. It's owned by you and me. May as well go and have a look. Uh, seven minutes to 12 on 5AA.